great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this morning. A number of topics. And of course, we are taking your telephone calls. We're starting, obviously, with the Supreme Court. Now, I want you to hear me out on this. Never did I think in a million years that I would state what I'm about to say. But maybe it's a good thing that the Supreme Court has struck down New York's 100-year law on carrying concealed weapons. Here's what I mean. I really do listen to you, our audience. And I've listened carefully over the weeks to the arguments that have been made on air about carrying weapons. So, for example, and carrying weapons in public, one of our listeners to this program, and she tweets me uh, a bit, uh, June Sanchez. So she tweeted today to me, and the tweet said, an armed society is a polite society. It, it bears repeating. An armed society is a polite society. So why am I saying maybe this is a good thing? Because when you look at crime that's happening all over the country in full public view, the argument that many of you have made that I used to dismiss that maybe a good guy with a gun could bring about a change or maybe a good gal with a gun, as we've seen uh, in some cities across America, across America, maybe you were right, maybe I was wrong. 800-848-WABC. Maybe I shouldn't say I was wrong. Maybe the, the proper terminology should be something has to be done. But 800-848-9222. So that's number one. Also this morning slash tonight, a victory for the American people. The landmark gun violence bill just passed this evening. Think about this, folks. It was unthinkable about a month ago that the Senate would ever agree but they have set up final approval uh, in what is the most far-reaching response in decades to the mass shootings uh, that have occurred. The Senate vote on final passage was 65 to 33, and so it now goes to the House, and it looks like it's going to happen. And folks, you already know. So, Dominic, how can you say maybe it's a good thing if you're able to carry uh 
uh, concealed weapons. How is that a good thing? But now you're 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 saying that also that as it relates to the uh, the gun bill on on the gun bill controlling uh, guns, that that's a good thing for the American people. Here's why it's a good thing for the American people because as you all know, it includes uh, money for mental health violence programs it makes it easier for authorities to take weapons away from people uh that have been deemed dangerous and so we we have that issue the senate has uh voted to approve uh that uh matter and so Another topic I want to get to this morning, poor President Biden. So let me make sure I got this right. He bans vaping products, but hands out free crack pipes. And then uh, a big story uh, right now is that the cards that were handed to him by his handlers telling him where to sit and, and what time to sit down, literally on on one of the cards. And I don't know if you've heard about that poll out of New Hampshire. I've already told you folks that Biden politically was done. Well, only 9%, 9% of likely voters in New Hampshire definitely want Biden to run again, while 20% say he should probably run, and that's according to a, a poll uh, that was done by the University of New Hampshire. So his numbers are not looking good. This one, all I can do, we discussed this last night. The situation where the police came under attack in Harlem. Well, already, already Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has provided a break to two women that were involved in the incident. And one of the case. Uh, he let them go completely off the hook, one of the women. And then an, an, another woman, he's downgrading the charges. So we're going to deal with that. We're also going to discuss this morning, boy, a quick turnaround here. Long, a Long Island library system decided to ban pride displays and remove books from the children's section's of the library, the Smithtown library system. They have four libraries. Well, Thursday night, they held an emergency meeting and overturned their ban. They came under enormous criticism from Governor Hochul and from gay activists. Um, and so now the the, the uh, materials will indeed remain in the library uh, system and again, that is in Smithtown. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's go to Joseph in Parkchester. Good morning, Joseph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, I have to tell you that uh, I'm completely overjoyed uh, by the Supreme Court decision that clearly states that private citizens have a Second Amendment right to carry weapons in public for self-defense. Now, I've said this before. I will say it again. 
There are two reasons why we have a Second Amendment. Number one, first and foremost, is to defend yourself, own weapons to defend yourself from the growing hordes of criminals in our deteriorating society. That's number one. And more importantly, for patriotic Americans to have access to guns, to defend their constitution and their country against a tyrannical government like the one we have in Washington, D.C. Now, the politicians, they might be a lot of things. They might be uh, underhanded, dirty, treasonous, etc., but they're not stupid. They know damn well that gun control laws do not take guns out of the hands of criminals. Criminals, by definition, do not obey laws. They are law breakers. The only people who are disarmed by legislation restricting firearms are the very people who need them, law-abiding citizens. All right. Mm. Now, I'll just leave I'll, I'll, I'll leave you off on one question. Actually, two. Number one, <clears throat> who do you think is more likely to get rid of some lunatic or some degenerate piece of excrement on the street, gunning down innocent people at random? Somebody who is there at the scene while it's going on or some tax feeder? free medical, free dental, free pension degenerate in a polyester uniform paid for by taxpayers. Okay, that, Joseph, okay let's stop. Let's stop. Joseph, I, I have to tell you, if you're going to continue with this attacking the police night after night, I'm going to stop taking your telephone calls because this is disgusting and it's not necessary. I was with you until the point that you just made about the police. I mean, that is absolutely horrible what you just said and again as it relates to the supreme court decision you know i I, as i said at the top of the program maybe it's a good thing but at the same time folks what's going to happen when a good samaritan intervenes takes the shot misses and hits a child or someone's grandmother but Joseph, let me be clear. I, I I enjoy talking to you, but it's it's becoming stale. If you, I am not about attacking the police, and so you need to take your personal gripe to another program, to another station, because I'm not going to. I will take your call in the future, but if you continue along this path, our relationship will be limited. Thank you for the call, Lamar in Manhattan. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Dominic. And before I say what I'm about to, I must make this declaration. Uh, Mr. Mr. Carter, uh, we love you, and there ain't a thing you can do about it. Now I'm going <laughs> to say what I called up. Hey, uh, hey, Mr. Lamar. Carter, wait, 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 Lamar, Lamar, you know, you know what I like about you, and I, I have to be honest with, about you, with you about this here. We can agree to disagree. Sometimes, sometimes we'll agree. Sometimes we won't. But what I like about you is that you're respectful and you never come out of left field being disrespectful. So please continue. Well, thank you so much for those kind words, Mr. Carter. The only thing I wanted to say is that there's no police agency sufficiently numerous to be everywhere all the time 
it is therefore incumbent upon law-abiding people to be ever in a condition to defend themselves. And I would go on to say to everyone within the sound of my voice, in the history of this country, no concealed carrier weapons permit holder has engaged in a mass shooting. No mass shootings were ever carried out by concealed carry holders. Quite the contrary, every year in our country, innocent lives are saved by the fact that a law-abiding citizen was armed and was there to intervene. Thank you so much, Mr. Carter. Well, you know, Lamar, that that pause is I, I was thinking as you were speaking about the shooting, the mass shooting in Buffalo. And what we know is uh, in a, a retired uh, uh, police or Buffalo police officer was doing security at the store. He took a shot, hit the suspect. But with the bulletproof material that the suspect had on, it didn't take the suspect down. But uh, listening to your comment, Lamar, and I thank you for the for the call, I'm thinking about what if one or two other people happened to be in the supermarket and, and, and had a concealed weapon and were able to take the shot before all of this carnage started uh, and had taken out the shooter. So I, I, I see it both ways, but I am really coming around. So, so June Sanchez, I see all of your tweets to me, and I get it. I get it that you say only a fool in New York would not be armed. I I, I understand, and I'm coming around, coming around uh, to to uh, your argument. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. William Shakespeare once said, a rose by any other name is still a rose. And what he meant by that was you can call a rose a cow, a chicken, a dog, or a horse. You could call it a skunk, but it is still a rose. Now, a number of times you said that, what was the term you used for the policemen that were attacked? You said they held back. They used great amount of restraint. You used yes, that's what rest- I said. Right. Do you remember the incident where the policeman had the bucket of water dumped on his head? Yes. You could say, well, he used a lot of his strength. And then there was yes. another case where a policeman was knocked down, and the person who knocked him down was banging his head into the concrete. And he could have pulled out his gun, but he didn't. That was also a lot of restraint. And his partner held back and, and was a female cop who kept telling the person, get off of him, get off of him, get off of him, get off of him, get off of him. She could have shot him. She didn't. That was also a lot of restraint. The problem is, is that when you're dealing with criminals, the, you're using the word restraint. You know what they use? They say fear. And fear by any other name is called restraint. See, those cops weren't restraining. They were showing the criminals that they were scared. You think no, they were very... No, 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 Michael. Think... Michael, and I, and I, I appreciate your calls. Uh, have, you, have you looked at the video before making this comment? That particular video, I haven't, but I saw the one see, where the guy... You see, you see, Michael, what? that... that... Michael, Michael, that that's the whole point. So you're 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 making a public statement on something that you haven't seen and you're defining the actions of the officers and you haven't seen the video. Anyone that sees the video that I'm referring to, these officers clearly showed restraint and it wasn't fear. It was restraint. 
And then, and I thank you for the call, Michael, one has to ask oneself, these days, why do officers find the need to be, and I'm not saying that it's a, a bad thing, but why do officers find the need to show enormous respect? And you know the answer, because they know the politicians will sell them out in two seconds and they will be on trial with their pension on the line and and their freedom. And the system is just completely stacked against police officers these days. And I'm I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised. It, it what it's been maybe 24 hours the incident in Harlem, and the DA already caught uh, cut two women uh, that were involved in this uh, breaks. One of the women you can see on video spits into the face of a police officer. And there was some legal jargon from the DA's office that the officers could not illustrate uh, injury. So that's why the charges were dropped against one and dismissed against another. Well, what about the charge of rioting? They almost started a riot in in uh, in Harlem. Let's go to uh, Mike, and of course, this is uh, Dominic Carter here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Mike and the Poconos. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Morning, Dom. Good morning. Oh, you yeah, did. I wasn't sure. Hey, Dominic, uh, I've spoken to you many times over the past couple of years, and I got to say this uh, right from uh, Jump Street. Let's go, Cortland Red Dragons. My son, there you go, Cortland State Red Dragons. Yeah, he's 27 now. He was a wide receiver back in the day. Um, you know what? Um, I'll tell you what, Dominic. Uh, I'm 68 years old. I'm telling you, producer. I don't even recognize this country as great as it once was when I was a kid. It's psychotic behavior. You know, uh, cities throughout the country, the democratic cities, uh, uh, you know, more than anybody uh, understands and sees, it's a killing field. Chicago, New York, it's like, you know, man's inhumanity to man. And, you know, it's, it's unrecognizable. And I mentioned last year on your show, it's like the late Rodney King said after the L.A. riots, hey, can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? It's getting like the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's, it's sickening. You know, grammar school shootings, psychotic behavior. I got a, I got a daughter, too. You know, she's 32. And uh, I have nieces and nephews. And, you know, I, I don't recognize this country as it once was great and and uh and to have a, a jellyfish as a president a spineless piece of garbage well uh, you know. the, the i i wouldn't go as far as the call president biden a piece of garbage but i would say that his time in office uh the days are numbered in terms of until the next election and mike i thank you for the call because uh the, the polling numbers and you don't need a poll to find out that the American people are going to strike back, if you will, and vote in masses against Biden. It, it, there's just no other way to explain what is uh, going on in terms of the country. And we're now looking at the Fed chairman. Biden says, hey, inflation, Putin, Putin, Putin. The chairman says, well, inflation was high before Putin. We don't need anyone to tell us that. You know, I was doing the math uh, before the show, 
uh, tonight, and I, I've got to check my numbers, but I'm looking at just for my vehicle, right? So there are one of three vehicles in the household. Just for my vehicle alone, it is five now $500 a month just to gas up that vehicle to come to work back and forth five days a week. Now, if I come to the city six days a week, the amount increases. Seven days a week, the amount increases. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is now time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to the left versus the right with Curtis Lewa and Anthony Weiner every Saturday at 3 p.m. after the middle with Anthony Weiner, part of a great weekend lineup on 77 WABC. Here, Curtis talks about New York subway solo patrols. Unlike years ago, Eric Adams refers to the time when he used to do solo patrols, which was true uh, back in the 80s and 90s. You didn't have the emotionally disturbed persons that you have now in the subways. Who They don't care. You know, you see they're throwing people in the tracks every day. They're acting up. You saw the guy who was uh, sitting in the tracks there at Washington uh, Square uh, on the uh, AC and E train the other day, West 4th Street, for an hour, uh, having a psychotic episode. They couldn't get him out of the tracks. WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. So Governor Hochul and legislative leaders are vowing action after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down that 100-year-old New York law limiting who can carry a concealed handgun in public. The nation's highest court, 6-3 ruling, determined that the law requiring those applying for a license to carry a concealed weapon to show proper cause violates the Constitution. Justice Clarence Thomas, writing for the majority, said the Constitution protects, and I'm quoting here, folks, an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. And so, Stan, in Forest Hills, I heard you for the last minute in, um, in Rita's show, and uh, Rita ran out of time tonight. And so I'm looking here, and it says that you think I am out of my mind. Is that accurate? Completely. Okay. But I love you anyway. <laughs> Got to say that first, baby. You know, hey, you make the right move with Joseph. Keep that guy. He's a racist. He'll use different names. You were getting there, and you gave him a reprieve. Be careful of that guy. I'm telling you. They talk about me. This guy is. He's been, I remember him, total racist. And he, watch him. Anyway, here's the point. I can't believe you. You've had a change related to the guns. Now, mm-hmm. you are definitely, and I'm, you, know, you don't like to be pigeonholed. <laughs> right. You are a Republican conservative. You'll never admit it, but that's what you are. And that's fine. 
I mean, hey, happy you, new year. You know what's amazing, Stan? And I'm going to let you finish your thought. Sure, sure, sure. One night callers will say I'm a bleeding heart liberal. No, no. Now, no. now you're telling me I'm what, a conservative Republican? I never said you were a liberal. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Well, okay. So so what makes me in, in this case well, a, a conservative think, Republican? Hey, hey, you made a point about the police with that other guy. Uh, do you think everybody carrying a gun will help the police? It'll make things worse for the police. This is a nightmare waiting to happen. Coming okay, up so wait, 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 Stan. Wait, 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 wait. So I talked to my buddy. His name is uh, Randolph Codrington. He's a um, a police officer in uh, in Georgia. And as you know, they have uh, uh, basically open gun laws. The jobs for police officers are not harder there. My point, Stan, is this. I want you to comment, and then I have to move on. My point is this. With all of these animals going around killing people, and, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will, maybe it would be nice if they got to worry about a citizen doing to them in response for what they're blatantly and openly doing to fellow New Yorkers. Stan? I, oh, okay. No, I, can I comment now? Is that Go okay? Ahead. Uh, I don't trust what has just been come down. An average person can think anything. He could say, gee, this person think he could draw a gun. This is a disaster. You're right about that end of it. But also the average citizen thinks that somebody may be hurting him and draws a gun. This is going to be uh, uh, worse than you think. Okay? The average citizen isn't a cop. He walks around with a gun or and he'll take it out at any given point. We are in trouble. If you think... Uh, shootings may decrease because of this. I don't. I think they will increase. You know, the great Wyatt Earp, who was a sheriff in the West, would be turning over in his grave because he's the guy that said, I ain't letting anybody carry a gun in my town. You want to take it, drop it off, and then when you leave. I wish the mayor would do that, and maybe we can do that. But it, this is going to be a serious trouble for this city. You think this will benefit the cops? This is a nightmare for the police. I'm well, Stan, Stan, I appreciate your call, and thank you, and have a great morning. You know, what, what you just said, Stan, is the way I used to look at it. But again, I'm using the state of Georgia for my illustration. And in Georgia, uh, the police can, um, uh, can respond to someone, and there may be a gun in the glove compartment. And it's, it's not a major problem in Georgia. And I, I, I am in a little shock that I am going this far. Into, but, but this is how... What I'm saying now is how frustrated I am with the crime problem in New York and in other cities and with these politicians that will do uh, absolutely nothing to solve the problem. Carol in Queens, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's, it's delightful to speak with you, and particularly now that you seem to be going my way <laughs> with, your, <laughs> with your opinion. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I'm I'm in my mid-70s, and I do enjoy – I mean, it's still a nice place in Queens, but mm-hmm. it's, it's so terrible. I don't dare go out unless it's between certain hours and certain yeah. hours so that I know that I can be back in time before it gets dark. And it's Even not supposed to be like safe. that. No, 
exactly. And let me tell you, if I, if I was caught somewhere, there there are not enough police, as you as we both know, they've been defunded, and and a lot of them have gone to safer places to be a policeman. And um, I, I'll tell you, they they don't they don't act as much like police as they used to because they they know, like you mentioned before, that they're not going to get the support from the police department or their pensions or anything else. So they think twice and you can't blame them. So I would much rather have, and and by the way, that gentleman that just got off, please tell him that before they get the carry permit, they have to go through um, regulated um, um, classes and everything. They're not Mm -hmm. just set out on the street with a gun. Right. Of course not. Right. I just wanted to point that out. I mean, because these guys are not just willy-nilly. But let me tell you something. I personally, if somebody was trained and, 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 and not a criminal and so on and so forth and willing to stick his neck out and save me in the event that somebody started something up on the street, I would say, hail, hail. I mean, that would be just great. Right. Well, Carol, I appreciate your call and the part of your call that bothers me. You said you're in your... Your 70s, your early 70s, you don't sound a day past 21. Um, I'm only playing with you. But what bothers me of what you said, that you have to pick your hours that you can go out so that you can feel safe. And that's just very disgusting. Let's go. Thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend Jimmy in New City. Good morning, Jimmy. What's on your mind? Well, Dominic, God bless you for taking the call. Um, I'm going to skip all the getting into anything else, but I just want people to remember Buffalo. I want people to remember Texas. And if you have a lawnmower, if you have some kind of way to go over there and shop for these people, some means, you know, go help them. Go help the families. They're numb at this point in time. They don't care about dishes in this thing. They don't care about a long, you know, cut grass. Just help them out. Go there. Be a friend. Accept them into your family, you know, into your home. And just love them and take care of them. They're numb at this point in their life. So, and Jimmy, they need somebody I, to I have a question for you. I, I've gotten the opportunity to know you, and I'm, I'm just curious, know you a little bit. You're a man of, of common decency, and your first reaction is always to help fellow man. Explain that to me. Um, well, you know what it is? It's my upbringing. My father, God bless him, Thomas Fergus Glenn. I will say it, and I hope my cousins are listening. My my father's doing very poorly now. He's, you know, in a stage of deterioration. But he taught me right from wrong. He taught me that individuals are individuals. He taught me never to judge anyone. He, you know, in my I belong to a union. He got the first men of color into my union, you know, years ago. He got crap for it. You know that that was going to happen to him in the seventies, but. He just did it, and I learned from that. And what's wrong? And that's just the way it is. We're all individuals. You know what I mean? And there's no reason. I'm colorblind. And people said to me, and then I said, what are you talking about? Like, they just said something to me. And I'm like, I didn't even know what the hell he was even talking about. But he said, that's how stupid you are. You you just really are. But mm-hmm. help people. It's so easy to help people and just be a decent human being. Like the teachings of Jesus, and I don't want to get holy or nothing. But, I mean, come on. Just do the right thing in life. Well, Jimmy, I appreciate your call, and thank you for calling. And, folks, I just want to say that uh, Jimmy is the, is the real deal. He's the type of guy 
that if all of us can be a little like him, I've gotten the opportunity to know him a little bit, then then we could all get along with each other because uh, he's the type of guy that's willing to help you when there's nothing in return for him. And so he really is a good guy, and I enjoy taking his telephone calls. Another person that I enjoy talking to happens to be Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. And before you start, I'll ask you, how was the weekend, right? Yeah, yes, you know it, and Father's <laughs> Day, and Juneteenth, <laughs> So what's on your mind this morning, Audrey? Well, I don't understand this law that everyone's hoopering about because Florida and Georgia are two totally different states, and I don't think that that is going to work for New York. I don't feel it's going to work if my understanding is um, what I, I get from this is you're going to be allowed to carry a gun, but it's going to take a while to get licensed. Is that what they're saying? But it's still a licensing process. You can't just pick up a gun and, 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 and conceal it. It's still a licensing uh, process. And in the city of New York, uh, I don't know how the laws are going to change, but it used okay. to be very hard to get a license to carry a concealed weapon. Obviously, with this ruling striking it down, I don't know exactly what's going to be the the direct implication. But it's not like you just, like you just said you can just go to a store tomorrow, pick up a gun, and then carry it on your side. No, that's not what you can do. Okay, and one other thing: the, the, the bill that was passed by the Senate. Yes. That's going to be um, by state. Each state is going to induct their own rules and laws, right? The mental as, as it relates to, and that's an excellent question, Audrey, as it re- relates to a red fl- a flag law, each state uh, will come up, if they decide to do so, with their own law as it relates to a red flag uh, on in terms of individuals that need to be watched, that shouldn't be carrying guns. Each state will come up with their own language. Thank you. That one, I don't like. Huh, they could do better. But anyway, it was okay. great talking with you. I've been listening. Hey, Audrey, 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 before I let you go, so so uh, you're a woman of color, correct? Very much so. We okay. all are. So, 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 okay, so, and this is why I'm saying that maybe it's a good thing what the Supreme Court did. I, I see things, Audrey, in American cities getting a lot worse in terms of crime and shootings before they get better. Now, am I wrong here? What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Because I see, to be honest with you, a bunch of animals that must be stopped. You gotta stop calling people names. Okay, okay, Audrey. I, I Audrey, I hear and you not, and, and the Dominic and the Dominic of years ago would have never would have never have done that. But what would you call them, Audrey? Um, misguided people, but here's Mi- the wait, 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 Audrey, Audrey. Misguided people that are blowing people's heads off. Misguided people that a twenty one year old just this week, his dream was to play for the New York Knicks, transferred from community college to Houston and was literally shot in the head because he decided to go to a, a late night barbecue. So you please tell me, Audrey, what would you call them? Just misguided people? No, I actually I don't I don't label people, but there's a lot of um negative energy. But I grew up in Bedsty since the sixties. I'm still here. It's twenty twenty two. Big difference in the crimes. Okay, um Tompkins Park is two blocks over, okay, and Sumner and Marcy. What I see now it's not it's not the guns, it's it's 
It's the judicial system of holding on and giving these folks, young people, something to do. I don't want to call them names because they're, for the grace of God, it could have been either one of us. But so, I like Joseph. Joseph and, and, and Stan, those are my two favorite fans. I'm okay, so wait, so wait, Audrey, and, and I'm going to let you go. I'm, I'm holding you up now here. So so the, the, the young lady that was uh, killed, remember the young lady? She was working at the Burger King, and her dream was just to make a little bit of money, and she wanted off the night shift. And she was robbed and at the cashier, and she's been buried in Puerto Rico. She gave the man the money, and he shot her anyway. So those are misguided individuals that government needs to find programs for them. An animal. That's an animal, a monster. Okay, okay, all <laughs> right. So, so, so we can meet in the middle. And see, that, that's, why, that's why I love you, Audrey. I thank you for your call, and you have a beautiful morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Of course, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, we are talking about the ruling from the Supreme Court. Of course, the big one is still out there, the abortion issue. The Senate just literally just a few hours ago, uh, final passage on uh, the 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 gun bill sixty five thirty three. I I mean I can't believe it. Democrats and Republicans are working together. It's going to mean thirteen billion for school safety, mental health, uh, and violence programs. It's a litany of uh, things that are going to be done. And, um, oh, I know what I want to tell you before we take this uh, commercial break here. So last night, last night on the program, I discussed um, literally a shoplifter. And this guy um, arrested 122 times, right? So, and and I, I love Audrey. She listens to the program, and I thank her for her calls. And, you know, sometimes we disagree, but she's respectful. So she says that these individuals are misguided. So the person I'm going to tell you about tonight, 122, I guess we're making uh, improvements. And when I say tonight, obviously I mean this morning, a woman that's been in the press before for describing herself as a, quote, professional booster. That's the way she describes herself right, was arrested for at least her 99th time this week. Michelle McKinley, 42 years of age, was arrested Wednesday at a Dwayne Reed on 3rd Avenue, East 106th Street in East Harlem. And you already know, she's not in jail. She was granted supervised release once again by the judge. So I ask of you folks, if it's supervised, released, keyword, supervised, where is the supervisor watching when she keeps stealing? And every time she's arrested, God only knows how much it costs you and I for the processing, the police officers, the judge, the court officers, but. They're misguided individuals, as Audrey said. Dominic Carter here with you. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and I'll be back with you and your telephone calls and a lot more. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. 
So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. So the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, likes the nightlife, and he says that he's trying to bring back the nightlife at, uh, of New York City. And so maybe maybe the mayor needs a little bit of rest. Uh, he had an unfortunate flub, or maybe this was a Freudian slip. Uh, the mayor uh, was at a private event. Last night, using one of his uh, often talked about talking points, but he kind of screwed it up. Take a listen. I, I was going to say, yeah. right. That's right. You feel, you feel the energy. I keep telling people all the time, you bet on New York, you're going to lose all your money. <laughs> the mayor meant to say, you bet against New York. You're going to lose all your money. And so, I mean, was it a Freudian slip? I, I don't think so. Maybe the mayor just needs uh, a little break. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the telephone calls. Dominic Carter, we're here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dominic? Good, good. Go right you. ahead. You're doing, a, you're doing amazing things. I'm going to just, you know, all the things between the fund and the police, which kind of fizzled a little, they're still trying to. We got a councilwoman up in Washington Heights, New York, who just had a rally last week to fund the police. And it's kind of a losing battle on their part. And I think a lot of the things that they're doing now with all these bail reforms, criminal justice reforms, it's pretty much just to get the people in New York to say the police don't do anything. When they're out, they're killing themselves every day trying to make our communities safer. And to turn the communities against the police and say, see, look, the people don't like the police. And that's why we have to get rid of them. And if you keep tying their hands, you're accurate. Steve, you're dead on. And and that's why what Manhattan District Attorney uh, Alvin Bragg just did with uh, dropping the charges against one of the women and and lowering the charges against the other when they they're seen on video spitting and punching police officers in the face. I mean, so 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 Steve, your your point is is dead on. Thank you for that, Dominic, is when you talk about we have bail reform and, you know, if, if, if we have to have one system for everybody. As tragic as the incident was with the four Asian women in Times Square uh, a couple of weeks ago when they arrested the, the 74-year-old, 47-year-old woman now, uh, mm-hmm. they gave her $20,000 bail. We got people with guns who they take the guns away. They don't on, on the stats that the city gives out now. They don't even give out stacks of how many arrests. They tell you how many guns we got off the street. Because when we grab somebody with a gun, they take the gun away and say, okay, go back out there, go get another one. So, you know, you, you, they skew, the things are getting so skewed in the city, and what's right is wrong, and what was wrong is now right. But like you said, you look at the case with the, with the, with the lady from Florida. They gave her a $20,000 bail. You don't get that if you shoot somebody. And not, not, not just $20,000 bail. She, she was at Rikers. At Rikers. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to people who are shooting people. They're letting You're them right. out with histories. And, you know, the right. thing with the gun control, with the gun that the Supreme Court came down with today is, is an amazing thing because 
you know what? In most in every other state that has the right to carry um, to, to, to issue, you know, you have to you file for your licenses. You know, some places are trying to make it constitutional carry. But at the end of the day, is those are people that are actually going to get fingerprinted, whether they say there's a background check or not. They're filling out a form when they go to buy a gun, and they have their information. The guns on our streets in the city that are killing our people, and mostly in the inner cities where the first people that get affected when they do these defunding programs, we have the least amount of police officers in New York City that we've had in 20 years. There's the classes going in the academy now. People are dropping out of that like flies. Um, and, then there's, and then the people that are just got out of classes that are in the police department for one or two years, are already leaving in droves. I think it's 1,500 that they've reported since January this year alone that they spent the money to train in an academy and they got hired by another department. Right. So something's got to change, and people need to start waking up. And, you know, you say the definition of a fool is when you uh, keep doing the same thing over and expecting a different outcome. When people keep voting for the same people in New York City and expecting something's going to change, it's not going to happen. People need to start waking up. Amen, Steve, and thank you uh, for the telephone call. From Manhattan to Connecticut, let's say good morning, Josh. Is it accurate you're a gun on, a gun owner? Uh, you're getting a class one in the state of Connecticut, and what you have to go through is ridiculous, Dominic, okay? Now, let me tell you, I've been, I've, I've worked alongside Homeland Security, Fugitive Recovery, Bail Bond. Let me tell you, you're the enemy. We are. I quit that line of business. They'll come after you, guns are blazing, with all kinds of bureaucracy. We are sort of, we know that we have to be part of a, uh, 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 a subscription, right? They have these subscriptions of lawyers that will, will come in, and they're constitutional lawyers, Dominic. Okay, they know the laws. But you're the guilty party. You suddenly become like this vigilante if you do anything. You know, there was, a, there was that school shooting of, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, where a resource officer, which I've been, I've, I've stood in that place, um, and he didn't go inside the school. Now, you can say what you want, but you can't fill that man's shoes for what he needs. And I'm not, I'm not taking it because I don't know what happened. You know, and, and that's why, that's why, Josh, I, I appreciate your call. I have a lot of calls. So I have to move on. But, Josh, you hit it on the head, and that's why initially I, I was reluctant to criticize the situation in Uvalde. Now we know that the school police chief was essentially, what, Bonnie Fife? And, and I mean, the guy, and that's a discredit to, to the television character. Uh, but, but, but. I, I agree. Until you're walking in another man's shoes, you don't really know what's going on, what's going through their head at that second. Let's go to, let's see here. Let's go to Deborah in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Good morning, Deborah. Hi, Donna. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hello. Okay, great. So you were just talking about Eric Adams and he enjoys the nightlife. He's yes. out and about in the club. Yes. Correct. Yes. I'm a little uh, perplexed. How is he able to do that when he's in a committed relationship with a woman the same age he is? Uh, she lets him go out at night and just gallivant all over the city? Well, um, I, I, I don't feel, Deborah, comfortable discussing the mayor or any other public official's private life. But the the mayor of New York is a bit different in terms of 
I mean, I hear your point, what you're saying, but the flip side of that coin is that he's trying to, what he says, bring back an industry, uh, nightlife in New York City. So thus, on some occasion, on some occasion, I'm not saying every night, maybe twice a week, in my opinion, the mayor of New York does need to be out. Now, whether or not he's bringing his significant other, I don't know. Uh, that that's on, that's on him, Deborah. But obviously, you don't like it, right, what the mayor's doing. Does she live at Gracie Mansion? Wow. You're, you, Deborah, you're, you're asking some questions. Um, and I, I <laughs> hey, Deborah, I, I feel like you're Dominic Carter right now because um, I, I would do the same thing. Uh, no matter what the politician said in response, I had my direct question and I stuck with the question. And so I gave you my answer to, my answer and your response, your rebuttal. Does she live at Gracie Mansion? I don't know, Deborah. I, I don't know where his uh, companion uh, resides at. I, I I don't know. His the mayor's private life is is private, and um, it 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 is what it is. Let's go to Dave in Media, Pennsylvania, and in a second, I'll be joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, who's coming up at one a.m. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Doc. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Good, good. Go right ahead. Hi. Yeah, I just like from a historical cultural perspective. You know, my mother grew up in New York in the 30s and 40s, and you know it was interesting to hear how she described how it was back then, where a stranger came up to your property or your your yard, or your you went out and greeted them, and now today you're apprehensive. You know, back then you would never think about locking your doors, but today you, you probably would never think of not locking your doors. And again, it's just, I think the debate needs when it comes to the gun violence. You know, this whole the left will always want to distract and deflect toward the Second Amendment that we have to constrain and put controls on it. And then, and I'm I'm all for for sensible laws, but not to the point where it restricts you know uh, honest you know citizens or you know, non criminals. But the debate needs to again focus on the cultural. What are the cultural items or elements that are driving? the violence in our society. Well, Dave, thank you for the call. I I have to step in because I'm short on time. We're going back to the telephone calls. Dave is correct. It is a culturally different world between then and now. Unfortunately for for us, the reality is we live in the now. I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, coming up at 1 a.m. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello, Dominic. Happy Friday. So what do you have? What do you have coming up this morning? Uh, we got an action-packed show uh, for, for folks today. Uh, for starters, we're going to be discussing the Julian Assange case. They are extraditing Julian Assange to the United States. I'm going to be joined live from Berlin by Julian Assange's brother. Uh, he is not at all happy with this decision to extradite Julian Assange to a country he's never been to, the United States, in order to face prosecution. He's going to tell us why and what the implications are for journalists across the political spectrum and all over the country. So that's going to be something. And then I've been covering this Long Island serial killer case a great deal. Well, I've you got have. I've got this terrific investigative reporter. Uh, named Gus Garcia Roberts, who's written a new book about uh, called about um, 
the police chief out there in Suffolk County, Jimmy Burke, who then became a convicted felon himself. Jimmy the King, Murder, Vice, and the Reign of a Dirty Cop. This book reads like a novel, but uh, based on what I can tell about the sourcing, it is 100% true. So we're going to get into how somebody that was such a criminal came to be the top cop in Suffolk County and what it means for the future of policing, not just in Long Island, but around the rest of the country, and if we'll ever solve that Long Island serial killer case. Well, that means that you're going to keep me up again this morning. That's the goal. little sleep. But, but you know, Frank, and I just thought about this, one thing I want to commend you on, I think it was about a week, a week and a half ago, you did this fascinating interview with, um, and, and you and I, we share similar um, interviewing techniques, and that is we let people talk, mm. right? It's not about us. We let people talk. And you did this fascinating interview with uh, from the Talkers Conference with the talk show host in New Hampshire that's under federal indictment, and I just found that to be fascinating. I, you know, I forgot the guy's yeah, name. Ian Freeman is his name. It's really wild. He's part of this group. They call them the uh, the Crypto Six. And right. Uh, it's right. a it's a wild uh, situation. He's a, a talk show host in New Hampshire. He's got a pretty popular show up there. And you're right. He's under federal indictment. And I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you recognizing that. Thank you. I got a lot of great feedback on that conversation. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. Let's go. We're going to take as many calls as we can until the top of the hour. And at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight starts. Marianne in Queens. Good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning, both of you. Good morning. I'm happy to to be with you tonight. I just waited for you guys. Uh, I would like to comment something that happened. Kamala Harris said in 2020 that she wanted her Democrat gangs, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, rioting before, during, and after the elections. And after those gangs destroyed our businesses, she took sort of the communist guy and other ones like him to bail them out. Now we have those gangs having a free ride, killing babies in strollers, shooting 10 years old, 11 years old, raping women all over the country, and shootings in the trains do not stop. The authorities we have have not been able to stop that. So it's time to believe that we should stay waiting for those criminals as we, as sitting dogs, will allow well, these people... Well, Marianne, I, I, I have to step in because we're out of time. I do apologize. Sitting ducks, that's a good way to put it, Marianne. Dominic Carter saying, folks, have a lovely weekend. I'll be back next uh, Monday. But keep it right there. The great show of Frank Morano and the other side of midnight starts right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.